0: Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, the uh, prickly, nipply, never a hipply hippie John Wayne. That's right. Here I am back again. Well, I just shook the microphone. I'm so excited. Uh, I'm here in Wayne Manor, as I always am. However, there's been a change. This just in broadcast news. I am in the West Wing now. Of Wayne Manor, rather than the East Wing, where I was uh, residing in the Library of Evil, we are now in the West Wing, the very spacious, the very beautiful, the very uh, elegant Studio of Evil. That's right. Welcome to the Studio of Evil, everybody. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. I talked about it last week. Uh, I I was thinking about moving things to this side of, of Wayne Manor to... Uh, open up some room and be able to do uh, recordings better and, and uh have more uh space and options and, and all kinds of stuff and I pulled the trigger, ladies and gentlemen. I did it. I uh I moved everything over here. I believe I you know starting on uh maybe Tuesday or Wednesday I started, you know, uh taking apart the library of evil one uh one iota of evil at a time, you may say. Um and I pulled everything over here to uh to the to the studio of evil um and like i said this is uh this i made the decision to move the library of evil was uh i guess to give you a little bit of history okay so wayne manor when i moved into uh wayne manor uh i was uh just renting the place uh because i was freshly uh divorced and had to find some place to live so i moved to this house and um i had a, a roommate with me uh for a while and we had the room split up differently. So, well, I still had the, staff, still the same bedroom that I had. But, you know, the room that was the Library of Evil became that because he and I both had a lot of books and and several bookshelves. So we did that. He had this table that looked like a stack of giant books, like we were in Narnia or some shit. And uh, and we put the records in. And that's how we got the library uh, aspect of that. So when he moved out and, you know, I moved in, uh, my, my wife, who was just my girlfriend at the time, um, I just took over that room as my office. That was my office, you know, I, I that was my library, library of evil. Uh, there wasn't, uh, you know, I didn't even have a desk. I would sit on the the couch that I had in there and write everything that I, I was doing. Uh, so, you know, I kind of eventually built it up over the last year or so, a couple of years, uh, yeah, since we've been doing this podcast. And uh, it served me well. But it is kind of a smaller room. Now, this room that we're in on the other side of the house is actually the the garage. I think I I uh, maybe brought that up. I don't remember. But a lot of these houses, these these are old houses in, in the Wayne Manor neighborhood. And a lot of them have been updated or converted, uh, the garages especially, into rooms. One of the reasons why I think a lot of them are converted like that is because these are fucking baby dick garages. You know, these, this house... Wayne Manor, I believe, it was nineteen forty-eight it was built, uh, if I remember right from my paperwork. Uh, either way, it's either forty-six or forty-eight. But they must have I, I thought they the cars were big back then, you know. I thought that you you see these, you know, show old movies and stuff and the the cars look wide and big. I'm like, what are they where did they what were they driving that they filled these cause these garages, the people that still have them, uh, as as they were. Like, you know, when I'm walking through the neighborhood, especially when I'm walking the dogs and stuff, if they have the the garage door, I've seen tons of these garage doors open and people's different like kind of way they've arranged it. Some people, from what I can see, most people do not even put a car in there. They just like, hey, here's a place where I have a bunch of shit that goes here. Some people I've seen have organized ones where there's some shelves on the side, like, you know, and maybe a workbench. But once you put anything like that in there, there is no car. There's no room for a car. Uh, let's see, one guy around the block, I saw he built his up into a little, like, home gym um, with with some stuff. That was pretty cool. Um, but, like, the people who do park cars in there, I mean, it's, it's I don't understand how they even get out of their vehicle once they parked in there. Uh, th- these, <clears throat> these garages absolutely will not hold, it. like, anything like a Suburban, no. That's not going to even fit, you know, any of these dually kind of diesel trucks or big pickup trucks, like, here in Texas, like, we like to drive uh not going to fit not going to do it so that's why i think a lot of these garages in the neighborhood have already been you know they were already updated to a, a a room uh of some kind so and that's that's what we have here so you know this being in this area i used to have uh you know band practice in here when i was in letters to voltron this was our practice space so this area this this room was always just filled with you know music equipment really in various stages even when voltron stopped uh, you know, this was set up as a, a alternate or a second practice space for Chris and I with John Wayne is dead. And so we would practice sometime at his house, sometimes at my house and go back and forth. And then when he, you know, uh, had the boys, we just solely practice over there and have this set, nice set permanent space over at his place to practice. So this room has just kind of been, we filmed a bunch of stuff in here. This has kind of been like, you know, I filmed all the, Nick and I filmed all the, uh, the sketches with Andrew Love for Neo Benchy in here. We had a green screen hanging. It, it's just like a staging area almost, it has been. But now it is fully converted. I I still have some work to do uh, as far as soundproofing goes, but I need to get some more supplies. Um, but <clears throat> uh, I've moved most of the art over and kind of done some cool arrangements. I have the couch. I mean, I've had set up uh pretty nice and pretty comfortably uh you could ask Cerberus my dog he's one of my dogs he's right now just lounging lounging on the couch like he owns the joint he's uh he's he's liking this space he's been hanging out a lot in here with me and I don't mind that at all so uh yeah so here we are we're in the office of evil first broadcast from the office of evil of John Wayne lied to you uh this is history folks and you are witnessing it now before we get too far, I do have a nice big black cup of c- c- coffee in my drink coffee hill Satan mug. Shouts out, Chris and Alicia. And uh a little bit of a sniffle there. Hmm, I don't know. Might be the Bolivian flu going around. Uh I got a Topo Chico Ice, Ice, Ice Baby, cold. And to commemorate, to commemorate the studio of evil, I have reinstated. The use of the Green Lantern. That's right. The bong I've had for 20-some years. Didn't I talk about this last week? I don't remember. Uh, maybe I talked about it. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I talked about it on Vital Social Issues and stuff. I don't remember. Either way, this bong is 21 years old. 21? Uh, maybe 22. Jesus. Uh, and uh, I, it's awesome, and I'm going to take a nice good bong rip uh, here. First, John Wayne lied to you in the new studio. Here we go. Oh yeah, let's see that's the stuff right there, folks um and we are here welcome, thank you guys for joining me for another week uh if you're new to the show welcome and and thank you you're you're joining us in a new area, a new location if you will so you're uh i I'm glad you're here. thanks for checking me out uh so let's see uh, before we get too too far, I want to give a special shout out to I have a new subscriber to my patreon uh shouts out to rodney rodney no last game, no, no last name given uh thanks man for checking out the patreon i appreciate it uh just let everyone else out there know i've got a patreon over there at patreon.com slash john wayne is dead where you could join one of the tiers and uh help support old uncle johnny here and uh his endeavors of, of of being an artist and and writer and uh career-long person of that nature uh, and I have all kinds of cool stuff on the tiers that I give away. Plus, there is another podcast that I do every week on Monday, same day, called the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast, where I do uh, some interesting things. Sometimes, mostly talk to all of my friends who are artists around the country, and uh, we talk about what's going on, and uh, we talk about them, and, and whatever we want to talk about. So it's a great show. I like, really love doing that show, and uh, I would like for you to check it out. So just, uh, just any tier on my patreon that you join gets you access to that show and all of the back episodes as well as everything that's on the patreon wall including uh videos i do uh songs i uh new songs for john wayne uh, john wayne is dead songs that i've put up there before they've even been played live or anything when we're working on them lots of cool stuff i try to i try to keep it keep it fun and i also have a free if it's of course everything on the wall is free if you're a patreon member but there is a full audiobook of uh, death packs and left-hand paths that uh, was my my first attempt where I didn't get the, the decibel levels right. There's nothing wrong with it. It sounds fine. It just doesn't fit the uh, strict parameters of of ACX um, over there at Audible, so I'm I'm going to re-record it, but that one is up there now, uh, exclusive for all my Patreon homies. So thank you guys so much, I I very much appreciate it. Uh, it means a whole lot to me, and uh, I and thank you so much. So, uh, moving right along, you know, um, this has been a pretty uh, pretty good week. Like I said, I moved moved the you know most of it was, it was centered around moving uh, my stuff over to to the new area um and and that's always fun because i like to you know set things up and uh you know make tableaus if you will and i you know and rearrange things when i can uh and then i like to make them all neat nice so um i did that and i still have some tweaking to do but of course you know i have a hundred billion toys that i moved over here and i'm figuring out spaces but uh yeah, that's been m- the majority of the week. Uh, I guess you could say I did knock out uh, a few audio book uh audio book recordings of some stories uh that I did and uh for someone and it's it's turned out awesome. I had a great time doing it. So that's going well. I am uh you know, uh, as I've said recording um, Until the Sun by Chandler Morrison for Death's Head Press right now. Almost done with it. I'll be done in you know a day or two, actually. Uh, to be quite honest with you, but um, you know that's a lot of fun. That's going well. I'm plowing. That's a long ass book, but it. I'm enjoying it. And you know what it reminds me of. And see, a couple of people have asked me this week actually because I played a little bit of it. And some of these stories and some of these things, and especially until the sun, there's a lot. There's there's a lot of characters, and I like to give all the characters voices. You know, their own voice that is distinct uh in a way and it goes for me it goes back to my you know days in the theater as you know doing speech tournaments uh mostly and that's why uh, that's what i attribute like kind of where i'm uh, you know getting this uh I, how how my mind is working as i'm doing this is is a direct result of my being in uh you know oral interpretation and in theater as as a kid all through high school and middle school and such and doing speech tournaments. If you don't, if you're not familiar with that, it's, you know, it's a speech and debate tournament. <clears throat> but the thing like when you're uh, there performing, you're not doing debate, you're a performer. There there are, you know, there's duet and, uh, you know, that kind of thing where you do you do a scene with somebody. But majority, the majority of the events are solo events. So it's just you up there and there'd be a humorous interpretation dramatic interpretation i would do both of those so a lot of you know these scripts it's not just a long 10 minute monologue it's like a scene and you you would do the characters and i would you know you learn you like you look at a certain a certain side you know you turn this way and kind of look this way when you're going to do this character and then you face forward for this character this way for this character maybe you look you know you do all these things with your body um that kind of cement that, vo- like, it, it, it links it for me. Like, it doesn't, I don't forget kind of how, like, I, I don't lose track. Like, they were asked, uh, I was asked by a couple of people, how do you keep track of all those voices? And, like, I don't know. it Just once I kind of se- solidify it, like, that's the voice I'm going to use, it, it it just sticks. And I even told them, you know, how I was just talking about where I look, you know, you, when you do these characters, you look to this side when you're talking to this person, and this side when you're this person. <laughs> That's what I do like when I'm recording and I can't help like my, my, you know, my shoulders kind of move different for people They go up and down. And then I also like talk, like I look at different parts of the microphone, uh, the screen, like the pop screen in front of me, I'll kind of like talk to this side and then I'm, and it doesn't, where it's not really altering how the microphone is picking up my voice. It just is like a, a little kind of subtle movement for me that like, boom, now I'm in this character. Now I talk this voice. Very. Fun. I'm having a great time with it. Some of these I've gotten really lost in. Um, when I'm reading, uh, I'll, I'll realize it's been a couple pages, and I, I've just been so into it and trying to like you know, this character performing. It's really scratching my performance, you know, uh, itch. And uh, man, it's it's all coming back, and it's a lot of. I'm having a lot of fun with that. So uh, be on the lookout for uh, you know when when the audiobooks go up that I've done. I will definitely let you know and uh, start promoting those so you can check them out. <clears throat> And who knows, you know, uh, maybe some Patreon members, you know, the Patreon members uh, up there may get some, you know, free samples uh, sent their way. So I don't know. Maybe I'll go over to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. We'll see. So, uh, so yeah, that was, that was a lot of, uh, it's been a lot of fun. I'm enjoying that. And having this new space that I'm in is uh, very conducive to, to these things. Like I can come over here, ask early in the morning. Like, you know, I get up super early if you watch my Instagram stories. And I, you know, I have my shit set up and I can sit down and like, boom, go start to record. Cause it's quiet. Uh, you know, everything else that's happening in my, in my home and my life, like my bedroom, all that stuff is on the other side. Now the Wayne Manor is, is uh, a modest, uh, you know, a home. It's not very huge, but it's just, a, it makes a world of difference to be on the uh, completely other side and uh, of the house. Just as far as the sound and recording stuff kind of goes. So, very cool, very fun. Uh, you know, more on that soon. Now, another thing to announce before I forget. Talked about this a couple times. My new book, Mage of the Hellmouth from Grindhouse Press, comes out in January, January 8th. Now I I have I am releasing 20 special edition hand numbered, personalized signed copies of the book that will include stickers a Piece of art and a custom twelve-sided die. Um, I've I've teased pictures of these up on all of my uh, social media. So if you haven't seen those, just go to @johnwinisdead on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or whatever, and uh, it's it's up there for you to see. These are custom dies that I created. I you know drew there that they, all the sides have a six on them uh, with a little pentagram in the middle. And uh, one side just has a pentagram, and then my signature. So um, it's it's very cool. There are only twenty of these, and I'm putting the pre order up today. When you're listening to this on Monday, it's going up. Um, first come, first serve. These do not ship out on January eighth when the book is released. These won't. These special edition copies will not ship out uh, until the end of the month from me. So I'll keep you posted. probably I mean, it'll be before. You know, be like probably a week or so after that, that they'll ship out because I have to wait for, you know, it's just a whatever bullshit. So these special ones will come out just, just so you know, like two weeks after the release date of January 8th. So if you're interested in that hop on, uh, you know, one of my, I'm putting it across all social media and uh, on the website, com. It'll the, the the pre-order will be on the shop page on the website. So um, I'm going to be putting that up. uh, Let's say today, Monday, if you're listening to this, December 14th of 2020, I am going to put it up at 1 p.m. Central Time. 1 p.m. Central Time. I will be dropping the link for the pre order of the special editions of Mage of the Hellmouth. So, whew, if you're listening to this in the morning, set your calendars or your watch or swatches, whatever, if you're interested. Check it out. So, uh, very cool. I'm excited about that book coming out. I'm excited about the uh some other announcements that I, I already have to make about that same book uh for a later date. Lots of fun stuff. Lots of fun stuff. Um I want to give a huge special. I gotta take a swig of coffee here for a second. Uh-huh. Another cool thing I did this week. Um <clears throat> major shouts out to the uh Coffin Couch podcast uh, with uh, Sion Dias, Sion Das, uh, sorry, man, I, uh, and uh, Jay Maddox. Um, Sion I, and I talk, uh, we've been talking online for a little while, and uh, then he invited me to be on this podcast that that he and his friend Jay Maddox do. Uh, and this, <clears throat> I know some people are listening are like, Who? Uh, not to be confused with Jeremy Maddox, it's uh, that's somebody else. This this guy is just Jay Maddox. But uh, I was confused at first too. I thought it was Jeremy's podcast that I was going on for a little while until I was like, oh no, that's not him. Anyway, um, this so the podcast was very cool. Uh, we had a great time. It's it's broadcast live on their YouTube channel uh, on Friday nights at 8 p.m. Central. I mean 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Uh, those guys are East Coasters and. Uh, and then the audio comes out. Um, just the audio is released later in the feed, like their podcast feed. But uh, it's basically you get you know you get two movies. You know you pick a movie, they pick a movie, and then you watch them and and give you reviews on them. And uh, you know, and I was like, well, can we like? There's room for like discussion and how we do this. We they're like, oh yeah, in between and all this stuff. Uh, we'll talk and we have this chat going, which which the chat was pretty active for the whole episode but uh of course i you know you know me i got in there i start talking we we got off on tangents about guitars uh metal pet guitar pedals uh <clears throat> practicing discipline we we talked about so much stuff that had nothing to do with these movies and the episode i think i think it was like two we went for like two hours and 15 minutes i believe we talked for and uh their usual uh just i, I looked at the other episodes that they have are, are right around like an hour usually or maybe maybe like 45 minutes a couple of them so i think we took it to the to the limit uh with that but then again like we could have talked more about writing and stuff we were just having a great conversation so check out uh the coffin couch. Podcast, like I said, it's live on Friday nights on their YouTube channel, um, and uh, it comes out on you know in Spotify and stuff uh, for the audio. Uh, my my episode will not come out, I believe, for a couple of weeks uh, yet. So I will I'll let you know when it comes out so you can check that out. But uh, just uh, you know, subscribe now so you can start listening to those guys and see what they what what else they have to say. So, boom, onward. Uh, I think that it's time for us to get to our. Uh, three card tarot reading of the day. Uh, as you know, <clears throat> man, or do not know, I do a three card tarot reading, uh, on myself every uh, week before the show. And I kind of write down my thoughts so that things are going on in my mind, and and try to get a fresh perspective or look look at things a little bit differently, uh, through the the kind of prism of the, what the cards represent uh, so it's, it's very fun and I also do a daily card of the day reading over on my Instagram uh, every single morning at John Wayne is dead uh, follow me on my story uh, and you will see if you're interested it's a lot of fun uh, I slacked off a little bit this week because of my uh, moving stuff and I, I didn't have like my space set up but uh, back on track everything is cool so and then it also goes to the John Wayne is dead YouTube channel so you can check those out there too so moving along <clears throat> so this week um uh, you know on my mind, what I wrote down <clears throat> things I've been thinking about planning right just you know taking time to set plans up, and you know like I've talked about last couple of weeks, being able to adjust plans on the fly but but having a set plan that's uh that's in place for certain for certain uh things that i'm I'm working on right now uh and then scheduling and organization those kind of all things go together. Uh, as far as what's been on my mind, uh, as you know, kind of getting all my ducks in a row, uh, you know, looking at, you know, travel and stuff is still just so fucked right now and up in the air. Uh, dates changing, this and that. But I, you know, I have to fig- continue to figure ways out around these obstacles. And that's what I'm, you know, going to use as planning, scheduling, organization type if that's what I'm thinking about. Uh, ooh, thunder. I don't know if you heard that, but thunder just rolled um is it something exploding hmm i hope it's thunder anyway um stay tuned so yeah um and then also building security for the long term through my talents you know that's something that i talk about a lot or i think at least i talk to myself about it a lot um but it it's something that i'm really trying to to put a lot of focus in because that is you know it, i talk about you know creating the life that we want for ourselves that's part of the life i i i'm still creating these things and there's still all this upkeep and and uh adjustments and 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 you know shifting of balance when you're doing something like this and uh you know i'm i'm still I'm still figuring it out, and I want to make sure that I'm setting myself up for long-term success uh, in what I'm doing. So, first card we get, Four of Swords. So, the Four of Swords is uh, basically telling us uh, it's it's time for a break um, right now. Regardless of how uh, driven and disciplined you are and how uh, raring to go you always are, Uh, Everybody needs to refresh their mind, uh, you know, kind of reinvigorate your your body and everything. Um, Especially if you've been working very hard on something for a while and you've you know kind of reached a a completion or a milestone, we need to take that rest uh, and really refresh ourselves before we move on to the next phase uh, or next challenge that we have, whatever it is. And and this, like uh, you know. Hits home a little bit for me because I, uh, you know, and I've, as I've talked about before, I often have a hard time relaxing or taking time out uh, to away from stuff. Um, before I, especially, I just move on, like to okay, that's done. Let's go to the next one. Let's start writing the next thing. Let's start moving on the next thing, and that, um, you know that that does lead to to burnout and mental exhaustion and and short temperedness and all kinds of things that i've you know had to deal with and and work on uh myself as i've been you know doing this it's it's a learning experience but you know i this particularly just like kind of spoke to me uh you know maybe it does to a lot of you guys out there as well you know it's it's good to take a break away from things for a while um and 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 one of the reasons is like this with this card it says that you know we we get a chance to get a new perspective um after you know whatever we've been doing it it may be like um it might have been a super hard fought battle to get to whatever this goal or milestone was and you know that could have changed the way we think about a lot of things or or put a lot of negativity as we're going through like oh sometimes and we need to take a step back and, and be able to see those get get better perspective and adjust those things to know that like okay it's not always going to be that hard or now I know so I won't be in this state um and this is you know guys I'm I'm talking this out to my this is myself the royal you whatever you know just keep that in mind um so it's it's good to take get to get that perspective you know regardless if if it was a even if it was a good you know uh adventure even if it wasn't that hard or uh I mean it was it, not hard, not not hard, but it wasn't uh, maybe as you know fraught with obstacles or some, some whatever. It could be the best time ever, but we still need to take time away to kind of recalibrate ourselves before we move to the next step. Like I said, it's always good to keep checking in on yourselves, make sure you're on the right path. Uh, I think we're gonna come come to that kind of thing in here. Um, also, this this helps to clear other mental clutter away that we might have been you know all the stress you know that we've we've had anxiety you know, this just helps clear away all the little remnants of that that may be left uh kind of hanging out you know wanting to pull us down sometimes <clears throat> you know so it's good to to check in and and, and have a, a clear mind so that you can pinpoint those things, move them away and then truly be, you know, uh kind of clutter-free to move forward. Uh we also, you know, while we're taking this break that, you know, it's we want to pull away from uh any pain or conflict that we have, d- any distractions because uh and, and not pull away in a sense of like we're not going to deal with these things, but we need to disengage in order to really recharge because it doesn't really do us too much to step away from, you know, using all this energy and what we're doing, and uh, we want to take a break from that and clear our mind, but we step right into conflict where that's not a break at all, and that's definitely not a break for our mind. So, it, you know, it, it. If we need it, I, I was. If you need it, it's saying like, you know, we need to to make sure this time is this break is a solitude type of break, um, for some of us, not for everybody. Uh, and then again, okay, yeah, this is I wrote down. And while you're, you know, doing this, you, it helps us to check in on our progress, make sure we're still on the right track, make sure our goals are still the same as when we started, and, uh, you know, reassess what our priorities are, because things, like, might have changed. Maybe, uh, you know, a pandemic breaks out and you can't travel, so you have to figure out a way to, you know, keep going, and uh, so you have to, you know, some priorities have to change in that sense. So... You know, and they don't have to be permanent change. It's just it's just about figuring out how to get to the next phase uh, in the best mental state we can be, it with just fully recharged and ready. Um, yeah. So next card, four of wands. Ooh, two fours in a row. Um, and this again is is like you know, kind of de- it's it's again telling us about a break, taking time away from what we've been working on because with this card you know the four of wands wants us to take time away to celebrate the good things in our life um it it doesn't have to be that we reached a milestone or a goal uh of course you know that that can be it that you know it speaks to that as well but just you know there's nothing wrong with just being like you know what this is we're doing good i have a good life let's step let's let's uh celebrate the good things in your life you know people who love you uh you know you whatever it may be you know you have that to celebrate and there's nothing wrong with that um and this is also calling for you know you to celebrate these things with people with the people who love and support you this is not necessarily a a step away uh solitude type of break uh or acknowledgement like the four of swords was um it says that you know we've achieved this milestone We've grown, um, and it's, and we need to acknowledge that and uh, and take a small break. Why? Because we have to be ready for the next big thing. And how do we get ready for the next big thing? Well, see what we just talked about, the four sorts. Declutter our mind. Let go of all that other bullshit. Reassess our priorities. And this is, you know, enjoy this period of happiness and security and harmony and balance because, as we know, everything is always in, fla- in flux. Um, balance is a hard thing to maintain. Uh, so... We do. We always want to enjoy the good things, uh, while we have them, and and celebrate the good things in our life, despite maybe, uh, you know, things not being as great as we want them to be. We still have some things that that we, uh, should celebrate. Um. So next card. So to to me, it's like these things. Anyway, well, hold on. Well, let's ra- do this first, and then we'll wrap it up. Three of Wands. Um. Okay. <clears throat> so the Three of Wands is speaking to having plans now we we've you know if you look at how the cards progress uh as far as like you know the page and the you know the two and the three with the, the the beginning of the ideas and the uh moving forward with ideas and stuff um the three of wands is we have plans underway now and and these plans are to expand uh on our strategy and and to consider new op- new opportunities that maximize our potential right so, you know, I mean, that's, I mean, this is kind of like really, this is really good for me right now. Um, so that that's what you're doing. You have these plans to to just expand on your, uh, you know, your your plan that you're already doing now to kind of maximize what you can do and get your being able, you're being able to see that now, see how you can do this. Um, you're becoming aware of the opportunities that are available to you. And, uh, and we need to take advantage of those. But if we do, we want to commit fully to them. And with that commitment comes, uh, you know, needing to be prepared to step out of our comfort zone, because that's, you know, more than likely going to happen. Because that's how we grow. That's how we move, you know, so um, this is a time to think big, you know, think big, in the sense of you don't want to limit yourself. Now, don't we don't want to go nuts with that and think big like we're going to do 40,000 things because we've talked about how that works out. You don't want to, you know, don't overload yourself. Don't overcommit yourself. But don't limit yourself. Don't say, eh, you know, I can't do that. That's what, uh, you know, like when Homer's like, I can't buy that hat. That's for, uh, you know, manager types like me. Wait, I'm a manager type like me or something like that, he says. So just don't, don't sell yourself short. So, the, I mean, that to me, it's like this whole thing of I've been talking about, you know, kind of um, doing this recording, these audio books now, having that opportunity present itself to me, um, you know, throughout this, you know, last eight or nine months, we've been doing this uh, in this quarantine. You know, I've done other started the other podcast with Christopher Christopher Triana, Vital Social Issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. And it's been that kind of expansion. It's been that kind of uh, I've been in that, that set mindset, I guess. So, um, I, 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 this, this, uh, I got a lot out of this is what I'm saying. I hope you did as well. Um, might be, I might have to take a couple days off this week, you know, to just kind of, uh, I don't know, just, uh, take a break and recharge like two cards in a row. that are telling you to do that. It just, uh, I don't know, maybe time. So, Anyway, I enjoyed that. Thank you guys so much for indulging me. If you'd like to learn more about tarot and tarot readings, you can check out uh, uh, my Instagram at John Wayne is Dead and my uh, card of the day readings every morning. So, without further ado, uh, I think that uh, it's about time we move into our story portion of the day or the show. Uh, you know, it's it's the holiday season. And I, I, of course, if you're a longtime listener, know of my tumultuous relationship with the holidays. Uh, so I, um, you know, I was just trying to think about some, some holiday stories. And, you know, of course, also a lot of, you know, I worked for Starbucks for 15 years, 10 of those years as a store manager. And that, uh, of course, how the hell that that kind of environment creates during the holidays. So I, I, I pulled this one out from my brain. Um I might have talked about this a long time ago on one of these uh holiday things but 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 it's always good to dust off one. This is a a story of the 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 actual final holidays that I spent at uh, at my Starbucks. This is the last Christmas that I worked and uh you know, I I'm pretty sure it was. Anyway, so uh let's call this one uh The last holiday. See you in hell. So, like I said, uh, you know, I I worked for Starbucks for quite a while, 15 years in total, and 10 years as a store manager, two and a half years before that as an assistant manager. I I was in management, I guess, there uh, for for the bulk of my uh, career, if you will. Not that it that is very hard to do or anything, but um, that's what I did. And, you know, as I've talked about before and as I'm sure a lot of, you know, when you work in service industry or retail, uh, the holidays are anything but holly and jolly for you. And that is mostly, you know, not only because, you know, you're it's the busiest time business wise uh, of the year for you. So it's it's added that that kind of added stress um, to your entire operation, but people can tend to be not as happy or not as uh, agreeable um, during that time, and it's just it just sucks. And also the 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 big part of it is that you you know you get taken out of you don't get to have the holiday fun. You know you you don't you're not at the the. Ugly sweater party or with your family eating turkey dinners or, or you know, drinking out of a moose cup eggnogs and stuff like that because you're making fucking lattes for a bunch of dipshits. You know, it's it's you're you're so removed from any of the parties or any of the, the good things that happen with the holidays that you come to just begrudge them so much. Uh, and that's what happens. It's harder to come back from that than you think. So, you know, that's that's the general type of, I guess, uh, you know, energy around this time of year. So, uh, you know, this particular holiday, uh, I believe, I'm pretty sure it was my last holiday. Yeah, because I quit uh, from Starbucks right before the holiday season. I got out of there right before Thanksgiving and just really uh, never looked back. But... um. So this was, you know, th- this is one of those things where it's like the best laid plans, right? So I, I've talked about this before. I also was a, a manager who made more decisions with my heart than I should have uh, when it came to just how things, I guess, should should be in some people's eyes. But we had a we had a good staff, we had a great staff, great team uh, that I had there. Uh, that we were a, a very tight knit unit. Um, in a family sense, uh, to where we had each other's backs on a lot of things, and a lot of us were involved in the arts that were in uh, that were working there because I was hiring uh the, everybody, um, and we were also a small store cafe. We didn't have a drive-through, so there wasn't that. We were a small neighborhood store, um, and and we just happened to have this Starbucks, you know, thing, uh, going on, so. I, you know, when I make out the schedule, I have this I have this schedule request book that people, you know, it's just like a plan day planner and people write on the day, uh, you know, if they want to the request the day off or I need to work this shift or I can't close on this. You know, whatever's going to be the standard, like whatever's going to deviate from what their standard uh, uh, availability is, they would put in this book for me. And, you know, it had to be two weeks. I made the schedules two weeks out. So, on Monday, if you didn't have your request in, then you had to figure it out if you got scheduled on that day, like trading or, or getting somebody else to pick up your shift, you know, those kind of things. <clears throat> but there were certain times, certain, you know, times of year, certain events that uh, may, sometimes made perfect sense, sometimes made no sense when I would, you just have. St- Everybody requests off, or everybody wants something on that certain day. Like the entire staff. I didn't have a huge staff. I mean, I think the largest the staff got was like thirteen uh, at at one time. But we were we were right around there. Twelve, ten, sometimes nine. We had at one point. Um, and you, you know, you, you figure it out as best you can. That's what I mean. Like we all had our back each other's backs as far as for special events or, or this kind of thing. And you know, I I would do things like you know, work, uh, I'd pick up the slack a lot as I, fe- I mean, I felt just as I, I'm the manager, if I'm going to make these accommodations, then, uh, you know, I, I'm going to pick up this slack if I can't find someone else to, but I would take it upon myself. I didn't mind a-, a whole lot. You know, it's, it would suck sometimes to like, I think I had to go on a one run of working 16 days in a row. Uh, but then it was because I was going on tour after that, so it, you know, or, or some things come up, you know, emergencies happen. You just have to fill in the the gaps, and I had no problem doing that. Um, but you know, there's certain times when things will kind of fall together where you're like, oh shit, maybe I, maybe I can, uh, you know, step away from this for a minute. Maybe I can get you know get a break on this, and uh, it was uh, it was on this this particular Christmas Eve. I we were open until I think we had to stay open until 8, 7 or 8 uh that night when my store typically closed at 9, we closed that's early in the in the Starbucks closing realm of times. But uh we were closing early anyway and I had already uh had to um make some adjustments to the uh schedule as far as far as having some people who, uh, from other stores who were looking for shifts, um, on that day, like kind of plugging in some of these baristas, and typically usually when people worked at my store from other stores, I knew them. They they wanted to come pick up shifts at my store because they just enjoyed the environment or their friend was working, whatever it was. And I I was cool with that. But this were, these were people I didn't know. that were just like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, because the district manager will call around and be like, these people are looking for hours and they, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, I know you, you'll you need help for the holidays, extra staff. Blah, blah, blah. So you, you look at that. So that's kind of the way I had this set up. But um, <clears throat> this particular Christmas Eve, uh, I didn't, I would typically open on that day, I guess, but, uh, one of my shifts needed to open and be they like, I had, I opened, but by need to be off by this time, blah, blah, whatever. So, um, like an earlier time. And I was like, Oh okay, yeah, that's cool. I'll come in. How about I'll come in after like at seven and take the shift from you. And then I'll only have to be here until noon. Cause I think like one or so, like we had a, whoever was going to close was coming in Early to get like a full eight hour shift, right um and then I was gonna get to probably leave even earlier than that and actually have christmas Eve and, and go home and enjoy it uh to some to some degree uh that i and um that didn't end up happening as soon as I got there uh whoever was supposed to close had already called to say they couldn't for some reason I know this happened. Something similar like this happened um, years earlier when I was an assistant manager at the sawdust store. So this was kind of like a deja vu thing where I was supposed to get off early and uh, ended up not happening and everything was fucked. So I'm, uh, I walk into that. So I'm like right there at like 7 a.m. I'm already like 701 is like, hey, uh, you know, this person's not coming to close and uh, I don't know what you're going to do about, but cause no one else is available to close. Uh, you know, so good luck. Um, and so I was already like, fuck, I was pissed off about that right away. And I was like, God damn it. Now I got to fit, you know, who's, who am I going to, how am I going to work this out? So I'd already like resigned, uh, in my head that, well, fuck it. I guess I'm working all day again or today, you know, whatever. No off early for me, 13 hour day. Here we go. Uh, so I, uh, so while that's, I'm just kind of stewing on that, we weren't super busy out front and we had uh, gotten every day you get an order with, at Starbucks, like every night they drop off paper products, you know, your cups and shit and whatever you order. So that, those boxes, it was like still like maybe halfway put away. So I was like, you, you stay up for everyone, stay up front. I'm going to knock out these boxes real quick and get the back organized. And then I'll come out there, and you know, whatever. So I'm I'm putting these boxes up. I'm you know, we we would cut them a certain way so that you just pull out the the cups, like the big stacks of cups. And I'm uh using this box cutter, and I have my hand, I'm holding the box, and then I go to make the cut, and my hand, like you know, the box cutter, like kind of slips; it doesn't go like straight, and I come straight down onto my through, like my fing, like my uh let my left, uh, you know, pointer finger, just like, like slice across the top, uh, knuckle, uh, area. And I'm like, it immediately, like, it's like, I see like, like flap of skin, blood. And I'm like, ah, Jesus shit. So I grab that and I go over, like, you know, trying to wash it in the sink, put paper towels. And then I call, like, I kind of kick open the door to the, to the floor. And I like grab one of the baristas I'm like, Hey, Laura, come here. And she's like, what? You know she, I, You know, and I'm like, hey, you know, she's like, oh, my God, what'd you do? And I was like, hey, look at this. Does this look like it needs stitches or what? And she's like, oh, my God, yes. And I was like, are you serious? She's like, yes, that is you need to go get stitches right now. I was like, fuck. So now I'm like, ah, I got to go. I got to go get stitches. What the hell? So there happened to be an emergency, you know, one of those 24 hour emergency clinics or whatever. um, Right you know, write down, uh, you know, a few stoplights for me actually. So they're like, okay, just go, we'll handle this, go get that taken care of. So I go, I call my district manager, tell her what happened, whatever. She's like, all right, well, uh. she's slammed and busy. So I just, I go sitting there, you know, it takes, it doesn't take that long, surprisingly, maybe about an hour. Um, and, uh, I got stitches and I think, uh, you know, For whatever reason, it it ended up costing me like $250. I couldn't figure that out. I had insurance, but I guess, you know, it didn't translate. I don't know what happened, but it was, uh, I, I was like, wow, this is really an awesome Christmas Eve. So now I have, you know, this stitched up finger that they've wrapped, you know, to keep it all tight and keep it from bleeding. And I have to go back to work because there's no one to close the store. And you know this is just my plight, so I'm just like, "Fuck it, Here we go." So I was just one of the things I just sucked it up and was like, "Let's do this and uh you know some people like I said, I had a great staff, so they did rise to the occasion in the sense that some people did stay a little bit later than they had originally wanted to because they were doing something with their family, but they're like, "Hey, I'll stay you know until x time so this person can come you know we we did pull together and um you know, p- people helped out a lot. Uh, I think I-, I got a little bit of the sympathy help because my finger-cutting uh, incident. But uh, either way, it were it-, it was a-, a good help. And then I had, like, a you know, I-, I didn't know these, like, people that were coming to work at my store for part of this time. So now I have, like, two other baristas. I don't know these people. They have no idea how, like, the closing of my store works and how everything flows because they've never worked there before. And I'm like, oh, I have to, like... pull pull everything like i have to walk these people through how to close my store and i'm you know i've been here for 12 hours but uh saving grace i did have a barista that came in in the last hour that did work there that was like helping to get all the closing stuff you know get them on the right track until we got we got ahead and actually sent them home and worked the last hour ourselves and uh it's getting to the end dude and i'm so ready to get the fuck out of that store and just go just go anywhere but there and i mean we literally we have the lights off like i as soon as it was like seven o'clock or whatever i'm like done closed no one no one comes in here and this group like this group of like a you know church group with uh youth kids and shit there's probably like 15 or so of them and they're walking around they come they come down the sidewalk because we're in the strip center and i guess they had been over at the H E B down the way, and stopped you know at the pizza place or whatever else was open, and they come and they're like open the door. As soon as they start open the door, I'm like hey, we're closed, we're closed because there's no way I'm making like 15 peppermint mocha frappuccinos for these idiot kids at you know closing time. So uh, they're like, oh no, we don't want anything. We're just actually we're doing a, um uh a, you know a Christmas scavenger hunt. Uh, so uh, we just wanted to see if we ask you some questions and see. And I was like, no, I don't. Like, Please just take a minute. And I was like, uh, all right fine and they're like okay so that, they they something like what is the you know, island of misfit toy they asked me some stupid question and i and i'm just like i have no idea what you're talking about and they're like what and i'm like i don't i'm not sure i know what you're talking about They're like you know the christmas special where uh you know the they're, they're claymation and stuff and i was like are you i, I mean i i don't uh, necessarily celebrate Christmas. I'm, I am, I'm a Satanist, so I, I don't know what you're talking about. And the guy, the adult man that was with them was like, uh, I think we should go ahead and get out of here, guys. I don't think that they're, uh, really, uh, playing with us on this one. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't want to answer these questions. It was really like kind of a dickish thing, but I, I was not in the mood to, to play, uh, 20 questions with this idiot bunch of kids and their fucking holly jollies. You know what I'm saying? So if that makes me an asshole. Put put that on my driver's license with the other the rest of the jurisdictions I have. So um. Yeah, so that was, and and myself and the barista I was with actually laughed pretty pretty good about that, and uh, you know, and then I I ended up you know going on home and it, it was fine. I, I we were we we're actually closed on Christmas Day. My store was because we were at one of the smaller stores, whereas you know the majority of the stores are open on Christmas Day. Some of them regular hours, all day, all night. So I was lucky in that sense. Um, you know, some people had it far worse than I did, but that was my final Christmas Eve uh, and, and holiday there working at Starbucks. And uh, you know, it, like I said, it took it takes a lot out of you, uh, holiday spirit wise, and you don't necessarily even. You know, it's been now five years, I think, since I've been gone from Star. No, four years since I've been gone from Starbucks, and. Uh, I still, uh, you know, am am kind of eh, when it comes to the holidays. I don't get, I don't really care, but uh, it's fine for everybody else. But you know, how so ho ho bah humbug or uh, whatever you uh, w- want to say. But uh, you know, if you are going around on Christmas Eve, you think like you're gonna do this cute scavenger hunt at, at, at stores and restaurants. First of all, I mean, no one could go out anyway right now. But in the future, if you think that's a good idea, it's not. Nobody there wants to answer any question. I don't give a shit how cute you think your kids are that you're taking in there. And uh, even if you got the, you know, March of Dimes Jesus camp going on, it's just not, we don't want to hear it. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so, for now, a bah humbug to you and a merry bug. <laughs> All right. There you go. Hey, you know, uh, that was the last one. I'm coming out of it a little bit. I, uh, You know, I don't necessarily have a lot of Christmas cheer, but, uh, you know, I, I'll uh, you know, I'll take I'll take uh, I'll take it, I guess. You know, I'm not uh, as anti uh, as I, I, I was back in those those dark, dark days, but they're over now. Um, So uh, th- that's it. And I want to thank you. This is also. Over as well the show. So thank you guys for joining me for another week. I very much appreciate it. If you're new, welcome. Thank you guys so so much. Uh, if you want to support me uh, extra, you can go to Patreon.com/slash John Wayne is dead and pick from one of the tiers. Get access to cool ass things, especially uh, the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast every Monday. And uh, go to JohnWayneIsDead.com for all of your John Wayne needs. Go to the shop page and you can grab my books there. They're all in stock. The records, t-shirts, and I'll personalize everything and send you extra goodies. Uh, also, all of my books are on Amazon and Kindle if that is your jam. I appreciate uh, all of the support. So uh, thank you guys so much. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dead. Check out Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne at ChrisAndJohnWayne.com. That's Chris with a K, K-R-I-S. Kiss. Um, (laughs) Anyway, uh, everyone, uh, I hope that your uh, things are merry and your days are bright. And uh, to everyone out there, I say now, good night. Oh, that was good. I got it.